Today's daf is daf ayin aleph, page seventy one, and the halakim is seches gittin, and we're on the very top line of daf ayin aleph. Yeah. Um, Omar of Kanamarav, Rav Kana says the name of Rav Cheresh. If you have somebody who is deaf, somebody who's deaf. Now, usually a Cheresh is put into the same category as a Shaita and a Katan, right? Usually. Right. Okay. We're going to see in our Gemara that not necessarily so. There's different types of deaf people. Okay? Yeah, like, some, like me, I can't hear. Okay. <laughs> some people. Hopefully some, tomorrow I'll be able to hear. Uh, amen, amen. Some people um, are de- uh, just can't hear. Some people are deaf mute. Some people, like nowadays, there's languages for them. There's sign language, right. other thing, and they're able to interact. They do not right. fall under the category of somebody who doesn't have oh, the right? the mindset. That's right. The, a, a, a person who proves that they have that they have a, a person who can interact and give off information as well as accept accepted information. It's not necessarily doesn't have that doesn't necessarily have that uh, halachic status. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. We're going to get into it. But and then there's a chiddush who stam just can't hear. You can have somebody who was able to hear their whole life and then they become hard of hearing, right? That's not a that's not a. Uh, that, that doesn't show any sign of a breakdown of yeah, mental yeah. capacity, yeah. Baruch Hashem. Yeah. Here we go. If you have a cheresh who's able, instead of speaking, he's able to write. So he can write over the shlichas. He can write on a piece of paper, please be my agent to give a get to my wife. Amar says, my kamash, what's the chiddush? Tani, we learned in a Mishnah, If somebody can no longer speak, he becomes a mute, and they say, Do you want us to try to get for your wife? And he, he shakes his head, Yeah. If he answers appropriately each time, So you see that even somebody who's mute is capable of giving off information. So we see that a mute person can give a get. We've learned that a cheres give a get. So what's the chiddush? We already know this halacha. Amr of Zira says, Elam kamrit, shiny Elam, and Elam is different. And you're dealing with a mute over here. We're dealing with um, somebody who's a deaf mute. You can't bring a raya from an Elam to somebody who's a cheres, the Tanya, because we learned in a brisa. Medaber Listen to this, Gishmak. If a person can speak, but they can't hear. You know people like that? Even when their ears work. They don't know how to listen. Zehu cheresh. Dos is a cheresh. Yeah? Shemeya ve'ena medaber. What if a person listens, but he's mute, he pasha can't speak, you know what's going to happen? Zehu ilim. You're not a shaita. You're not, I'm sorry, you're not a cheresh. You're an ilim. We'll actually call you, like the mission in Prekiyavis, you're a chacham. Somebody knows how to keep, his, not talk around other people. So, see, while we're speaking, we don't get smarter. When we're listening, we get smarter. So this guy can hear, doesn't talk. And either one, whether you're a cheresh, whether you can't hear but you could speak, or whether you could hear but you can't speak, when it comes to halachas, you're mechuyiv, you're obligated, 
just like everybody else. Says the Gemara, how do I know that if somebody who could speak and not hear, you're called a cheresh, just basic, ask the Gemara, it's basic. How do I know that a mute is an elam and a, and a deaf person is a cheresh? Yeah, he says, I'm like a deaf person that doesn't hear, a mute person doesn't open his mouth. He buys a that uh, an elam is an expression of milule, that his, his, his words have been taken away from him. Okay. Amar Rabzeir. says, If you can have a problem with our original psak that we start on the top of today's daf with, of Amar of Amar of Marav, which was that here's going to be the problem. If you have a question, the question is from the following. The time of learned their b'risa, um, if he doesn't speak, excluding a mute, who's not able to give over any sort of haggadah, he's not let it, He's not. He's not able to speak. Okay. Am I? Now, why should this be the halacha? Why should the halacha be that if an elam who's in a yachala why should it be that he is potter from bringing a Korban Chatas. Why is that Allah? Amai. You know how somebody can still give testimony incorrectly and be a liar and then have to give a Chatas? You know how? I, he can't talk. You know what he could do? Write it. Right. Write it. You could have a case of a mute who testifies falsely. I think I can't speak. How can he testify falsely? So you say, maybe by writing. Sabai says back to Zero, he says, Let me explain. You can't testify with, with words. You got to testify with your mouth. Okay. Therefore, a mute person cannot testify with, uh, with writing. Seder. However, could a mute person divorce his wife? Yeah. Doesn't, there's no restriction on divorcing a wife. So if I, somebody's a mute, and we want to know whether he wants us to divorce his wife. He can't give verbal instructions. He can give written instruction. We'll rely on the written instruction. Masha'inkin, as opposed to when it comes to testifying in court, a guy can't speak. We're not going to accept his writing, um, which, logical, right? There's many things that on paper, we know this with all the emails and the texting and all those things that go around. You need the tone. You need the tone of voice. You have to know, uh, you have to know what it is. And uh, and therefore, we're not going to accept testimony uh, in writing. Maybe that's a challenging question. The same way we have to check whether the elam, whether this mute guy is mentally competent when it comes to getting. We test him out when it comes to financial matters. One of the things we mentioned is testimony. I he's mute. I thought we don't accept this testimony. And over here, we're saying it seems you. If he wants to give testimony, ask him to nod his head yes or no three times. Why are you doing that? You're dealing with Eidosisha. What does that mean? To remove an aguna. Let's say you have somebody who's mute, who sees another year drown. And he comes back and tells the wife, you're allowed to remarry. Ah, but he can't speak. So we'll, that will accept in writing. That type, that type of testimony will accept in writing. And then we'll ask him the proper questions to make sure he's of sound mind. Says Seder. We also mentioned Yerushites, and you have to testify when it comes to inheritance. This is talking about the Yerusha 
of his firstborn son. Okay, that um, if uh, if somebody has a bechar, we know the halacha is the bechar gets pishnayim. The halacha is that the the oldest gets double, and this is a misumidaraisa. However, it's brought down that a father could change that. A father could change it. If a father says with his mouth before he passes away, I want my son to only receive one portion, he could do that. It's going to be valid. Okay? It's valid. Yeah. Um, but you, it's Gemara uh, Bava Basra discusses the, the, these halachas. But that we're only going to accept um, with Yerusha Asbanei Abachar. Okay? That's what that's what we're dealing with. But we're not dealing with him being able to give testimony in court. The Gemara's question was like this. Don't tell me that we don't accept testimony with him nodding his head. Um, it's not possible that we don't accept him. It says that if somebody comes and gives testimony about Yerusha, we should ask him three times to nod his head. You see, we do accept testimony. The Gemara says, no, no, no. The only testimony we accept is when it's a father saying he wants a son to get one portion of of, of the estate, but in general, we're not going to be Makabala. We talk, talk about business matters, financial matters. My love, the Alma, does this mean in general? His own financial matters. Yeah, in general, we're not going to accept it. When it comes to his own financial matters, that we're going to see his mental competence will ask him these questions. Maybe that's a challenging question. If somebody's deaf, you do not follow his gestures. Or after his um, uh, mouth articulation, right? He moves his lips, rip leading. No, I said, I said, rip leading, lip reading. Yeah. Or his handwriting. Unless we're dealing with metaltalin, we're dealing with movable objects. But it's not referring to gittin. So you see from over here that a cheresh. Uh, is not enough to write when it comes to getting to tell us that he wants us to divorce his wife. Says the Gemara, Tanoi. All right, we'll say it's a Machlekes Tanoim. You're right. That Brisa seems to imply he can't, but this is a Machlekes Tanoim. We learned their Brisa. When do we say we not accept handwriting? That's when somebody was born deaf. He's been a deaf mute throughout his whole life. But if somebody started out being able to hear, he has the ability, he, he had the, the, the ability to interact with other people in society for an, a time of his life, and then he becomes a cherish, then the Allah is, he could write a get and have other people sign on it. Okay. The cherish may carry light. Somebody who is deaf from birth cannot divorce his wife, or not, not divorce his wife, cannot make a shriach to divorce his wife. One second. We said the same way you could marry a woman with, we'll call it sign language, with moving emotions. So you see a deaf mute could divorce his wife. You're right. When it comes to full-fledged marriage, you're right. But over here, we're dealing with Yibum. By Yibum, you cannot divorce a Yavama with hands. Let's pause for a minute and, and uh, understand what's happening. We've learned a rule, which is called the Mekadesh Adaita de Rabbanon Mekadesh, right? When you marry a woman, it's Kedas Maisha Yisrael. It's according to the rules of the sages. Here's the problem when it comes to Yibum. It has nothing to do with the sages. The Torah says, if a man dies childless, 
there's a zika, you're bound to his wife. So it says the Gemara like this. Can a deaf guy, can a cheresh, divorce his wife with gestures, with motions? Uh, we said, yeah. Why is there a Bryce that says no? So the Bryce that says you can't divorce with gestures is talking about when you're married to a Yavama, so then your original marriage is done completely alpitaira. It's a completely biblical idea. And the Rabbanon cannot allow you to go and divorce her with gestures. When, it's a, when you're marrying completely a daita de Rabbanon, a regular marriage, then we'll say, fine, you can marry with a gesture, you divorce with a gesture. But by Yibum, we're not going to say that. Because it's, because it's coming in through a Daraisa. Says the Gemara, Yevim Taimiman. Well, who's, who, who is the, this Yevama that he wants a divorce? What's the circumstances? If his wife fell to him from a brother who's a Cheresh also. So then, let's notice. His, the second brother who's a deaf mute, his whole marriage is a continuation of the first guy's marriage. So if his brother was also a deaf mute, He should be able to divorce the Yavama with motions as well. Because even though the Torah says that there's Halacha Yavama, the Halacha Yavama continues the first marriage. And the first marriage itself was done with gestures. See, here also should be allowed to divorce her. The case must be where the husband who passed away originally was didn't have any, uh, he, he wasn't a Cheresh. And now the Yavam is a and he's divorcing the Yibam. Okay, so that, that would be a, a case where the current Cheresh does not have the ability to divorce his wife. All right. Viva Yasema, or another possible answer, another possible Mahalach is going to be. Maybe both brothers were a Cheresh, Achiv Cheresh, Atu Achiv But we're still going to make a Gzera of Achiv Cheresh because of Achiv. Okay, we don't want to make differentiation in Gittin. If so, Ishtai Nami. We also always make a Gzera. We're not going to make a mistake. To make a Gzera of Here If you have two deaf mute brothers who are married with Nesuin and they marry two regular um, uh, women, physically healthy women. Or they're also or let's say these two brothers who are deaf mute, one of the sisters is a cheresh and one's a pikeach. They're both cheresh. Or the two brothers who are fine. All the different options. All them are in all these cases. They're putter from Chalitza and Yibam. You hear this? Which means she sticks with the regular status of being an erva, of being a sisna who's an erva, and there's no chiyuv of Yibam or Chalitza. Vi are you not What case is this? A case is either the two brothers are cheresh, and the two sisters are pikhais, or the two sisters are charashais, the two brothers are pikhais, or... It's one and one of the other. Yeah. So the halacha is that the which, the halachas of erva are going to stay in place and yivama, yibam is not going to start here. Hilchas yibam is not going to start. 
We're going to say, you're your brother-in-law's sister, Aser. You don't got to do Yibum, you don't got to do Chalitza. If he died, he died. That's right. And you're, and you're on your own. Correct. You're finished. Correct. She remains in Erva. In Erva. She remains in Erva. To the other brother. Yeah. But she she go get married. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Marry somebody else, no problem. That's right. Vilma um, Yunachrias. Let's say. How do we come to that conclusion? This is the Brysa. This is Allah of the Brysa. Mishnah, I'm sorry. This is what the Mishnah is teaching me. Allah. Okay? Now let's say. In this case, you have two brothers married to two sisters. Let's say you have two brothers married to two random women. Not related. So that's what we're up to. Them hayu If the two women are nachriyais, it literally means they're strangers to each other. Yichnesu, then there should be yibum. And if he wants to divorce them, he should divorce them. Which means that the chachamim allow a cheresh to divorce a yavama, even when the brother was a deaf mute. You see, there is the ability to divorce a yavama. You're right. Rather, we're going to go back to our original answer that we gave, which is that if a person is born a cheresh, then he can only uh, divorce his wife when it comes from a regular brother. Okay. So again, let's just let's uh, let's speak this out. A brother is deaf mute. Ruvain is deaf mute. He's married to Rachel. Ruvain dies childless. He has a brother Shimon who's a deaf mute. In that case, his brother Shimon is able, he does Yibum, then they don't get along, he could divorce the wife. However, if Ruvain did not, he wasn't the state of Cherish. Never had a state of Cherish. Ruvain was physically healthy. Married to a woman, dies childless. His brother is a cheresh. They do yibum. That brother can never divorce his wife. Could never, never divorce her. Because the only way to divorce her would be through gestures, and that's a rabbinic allowance. Since you continued a biblical marriage, there's no way to get. There's no way to end that marriage. Amr Rabbi Echanan says, Chalukin alav chavir, Rav Shemming Amli, or the other chavirim argued, Rav Shemming Amli, also Allah, Amr Abai Abai says, Avnamitin, we also have the mission, Nishtays. Let's say if a woman who gets married, she becomes a shaita, la yaitzi, the husband's not able to divorce her. Nishkari shuai, nishtate, la yaitzi, elamis. Let's say the husband becomes a chiresh, or he becomes a shaita, so then also a divorce is impossible. You can't have a get, because it needs to be with his das, he doesn't have any das. To divorce her. So you're ever in an unfortunate circumstance where the husband, after marriage, goes uh, goes mashuga. He doesn't have mental capacity anymore. They simply are not able to get married. I'm sorry. They're simply not able to end that marriage. There's no way because because there's uh, there's no das. Mayay lamis. What does it mean? You can you can uh, forever. You can't end the marriage. Isn't this true? Even if he could do it through handwriting, Amr of Papa, Rav Papa says no. Ilad Dashmin Rabbechen, if Yechen wouldn't have told us that there's a machlekes, have Amin Rabb Shimon Gamliel the Frushi Tamitani Gamliel. I would have thought that Rabb Shimon Gamliel is merely coming to explain the opinion of the Tanakama, <clears throat> meaning that there are some 
Cheresh. There are some circumstances of Cheresh that are able to divorce his wife. Umayya Lamis. And what does it mean that you can never divorce your wife? It means, Afagav, even though the Chazina laid the Kharif, even though we see that this guy can't hear and this guy can't speak, but he's, pre, he's on the ball. Kharif means sharp. This guy, sometimes a person could be deaf, a person could be mute, but you can tell they know exactly what's happening. They're completely on the ball. Still, the halacha is that if he doesn't, if he's not able to write over the instructions, we're not going to allow him to uh, divorce his wife. So he has to demonstrate clear, clear uh, knowledge. clarity, knowledge, right. and then write intelligence. Right. is really biblically a shaita could be megarish. Meaning like this: if you have a husband who's of sound mind. And his wife becomes a shaita. Biblically, no problem divorcing her. Why? You don't need a woman's das anyway to divorce her. A woman can be divorced against her will. So who cares if she's a shaita? The das doesn't play a role, even if she would have been a pekeach. Das didn't need to be there. But the chum come along and they say, no. You can't divorce a wife who's a shaita. Why not? That's gonna. It's it's a minigafker, yeah. It's to protect the woman, protect the woman. If people, uh, if a woman becomes a shaita and now the husband divorces, there's nobody to protect her. People will be minigafker with her, either with immorality or in other ways, nobody to care for her, and therefore it's like your field flooded. It's an unfortunate circumstance, but the chum do not allow a, a person to just divorce his wife and and have her move on. Is that the bottom bottom line? Yeah, we got to find ways. We got to find ways to figure it out for this couple in general. What's that? We in today's day and age, we're, the, the there's a key of to find ways to make it work. To make it work for as a for marriage. her, either way. Are you make a way that she could have some have somebody who's gonna watch out for her and take care of her? What are you saying? You're forbidden to give a get. The Shulchan Aruch Paskins, though, that it's going to be valid if you do. And it's up to Bezdin to figure out each circumstance how to advise the husband to move forward. But you're, it's certainly against halacha to just go and throw her out with a gap. So does that mean that if you find a nice nursing home, you can put her in a nice nursing home? And that makes you putter from it? I mean, what, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't want to put you in the spot. You got to take, no. no. I don't want to put you in the spot. Yeah, you're, not, you're not putting me on the spot with what the halach is. You're putting me on the spot, which it, it's, it's each, each circumstance is going, to be, is going to be different. But as far as... Is, that's it, kind of the kind of thing. There's a gzera derabonon asering it. That's, that's where we follow this gzera derabonon. You're not allowed to be, divorce your wife who's a shaita if there's going to be noyeg benek hefker with her. But that's the kind of thing we're talking about. In some way, she has Correct. to be taken yeah, care of. That's right. In a, that's, in right. A, in a, that's what's tricky. What's tricky is the derabonon aspect. And therefore, you know, it's the rabbon who asks it. So it's the rabbon also who could tell us when they... What, you know when they're answering. All right, here we go. Next Mishnah. Amrulai. If they say to him, "Nichtayv get leishticha," 
Should we write a gift to your wife? So they ask him. Okay. So usually what happens is somebody goes over to messengers and he says, please write a get to my wife. Over here, people went over and they said, you want us to write a get? He said, write a get. Kiss, write it. Umru the cipher. The Kasaf. So they told the cipher. The Kasaf. He wrote it. Villa Adam. And they got Adam. The Khasma. And they signed it. Afal Pisha Kasvu. The Khasma. The Nasu. Lai. The Khasma. The Nasu. Lai. Hare. Haggat. Bakal. Listen to this. Even if they go through the whole process. Give him the get. And he hands the get to his wife. It's not a valid get. The husband has to be the one to tell the cipher and to tell the Edom. Again, he told witnesses, write it. So the witnesses went, got a cipher, they got Edom, and they took care of everything, Nishgit. He has to tell the cipher, he has to tell the witnesses to actually sign on it. The reason... We're assuming why it's not a kosher get is because the husband never said give the get. What did he say? What was the word? Look at Mishnah. Amalek get lishgar. Amar ksuvai. Write it. He never said give the get. He said write it. Ha Amar tenu. Let's say he would have said give the get. Nice then. Seems that we could go ahead and uh, and give the get money. Who's the author of that psak? Remeiri. Damar mili memsur l'shliach who says. That words could be handed over to a shliach. Again, what does it mean words could be handed over to a shliach? So what it means is, the husband's making these guys messengers of kisvu and or tenu. They're going and appointing an additional shliach. They're appointing a cipher. They're appointing Adam. So Rav Meir says that a, a shliach has a right to pass over those words. There's no issue over here. Says the Gemara, but one second... Let's say the end of the Mishnah. That the husband Mamish has to say everything. I saw the Rabbi Yaisi is found the pin of Rabbi Yaisi. The first half of the Mishnah is Rabbi Yaisi. The Sefer is going to be Rabbi Yaisi. We don't like that. Says Gemara, well, you might not like it, but that's how it is. In Rabbi Yaisi, the Sefer of Yaisi. Abai Yomar Abai says, no. Kuler of Meir, the entire Mishnah is Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yaisi. And how is he going to fit with the seifa? The seifa seems to imply that you mamish need the husband, right? The, I'm sorry, the ratio seems to imply you mamish, the seifa says, you mamish need the husband to make all the, uh, all the appointments. How's that going to work out? The husband just said, write it. He didn't say, tenu. He didn't, I'm sorry. Delay Omar tenu. Where, he didn't only say to know. He said everything. Over here, the husband told him to do everything. And when he says everything, so that means that everybody would agree, even the messenger could give over messengership. I ask you, go take care of business for me. Get it done, whatever. Business deal, get of a wife. I say, listen, I'm appointing you. Just take care of it. Okay, that means take care of it. I said, you could go instruct somebody to write it. You could go instruct somebody to sign it. You can go instruct somebody to give it. There, everybody will agree that certainly it's okay. Because you didn't limit the authority given over to the first messenger. As the Gemara, Ihachi, Ad boiling. The Mishra should have said that 
the husband has to say to give it and to write it. Why did we leave that out? Because, because the husband only spoke to two people. And when the husband spoke to two people, two people cannot become the cipher as well as the aidim. You can't have all that. Therefore, it has to be mamish, uh, come directly from the husband. Then say that again. In classic Gemara fashion, the Gemara says, you're trying to squeeze in uh, explanations here. If these explanations are so important, it's like Iker Chasim and Asefer. The main thing is missing from the Sefer here. You want, you want to say something, just say it. Why does it say the husband uh, has to mamish go and appoint the Sefer and appoint the, the, the Edim? Just say, he has to go say it in front of three people. And once he says it in front of three people, one could be the Sefer, two could be the Edim and Genukshan. We're all done. Alakula Rabyasi says more, you're right. The Homisha cannot be Rabmeya, rather it's going to be Rashita Shabyasi. So Rabyasi, again, and now what, what, what was Rabyasi's opinion? That words cannot be handed over. The husband never told the original Shlichim to get anybody else to write the get. But if he told the other Shlichim to write the get, the Seder. If so, you should have said that as well. And furthermore, does Rabbi agree that if the husband appoints a shliach and the shliach appoints a shliach, that is going to be valid? If you have if you, uh, a get that has the writing of the cipher and an aid is kosher, because the cipher is going to function as an aid as well. Where, what this means is that the cipher himself is signing on as a second witness. And Avchista says, money. Who's the town of our Mishnah that says that the cipher is also going to be the second aid and can work as a second aid? It's the opinion of Rabbi the Omar Mili Loi Mimson the Shliach, who says that Ain Shliach, Isa Shliach, that in general, again, unless expressly given over, one messenger cannot make. Uh, uh, cannot make another shliach. Zach says the Gemara one second. If you're going to think that Rabbi Yaisi agrees with Reb Meir that if the husband says the first messenger, please, I'm authorizing you to give to to create another messenger, then it's going to be valid. We're going to end up with a with a chorba. We're going to end up with a disaster over here. Again, what's the disaster? The disaster is going to be as follows. Let's explain. We're going to learn this inside. Remember, we said, if you hold that a, a, a cipher can also sign, it's not derech eretz. To go to a cipher, who's allowed to also sign as a witness and say, you write it, but I have two people, other people want to sign it, because it's as if they're more kosher than him. So what could possibly happen is, you'll have a husband that says to the shliach, please appoint Ruvain to be the cipher, Shimon and Levi to sign. The shliach's going to go over to the cipher and feel bad. And what he'll end up doing is instructing Reuven to be an aide. He says, oh, your cipher, you be an aide. And then we'll just say, you and Shimon will be the aide. And they'll think they're divorced when they're not. You know why? Because Pasolatus. The husband never asked for that. That's the chorba that we're, that, uh, that we're concerned about. Again, it's a chorba that's coming about. Ayyadeh, somebody trying to use Darach Eretz. But the Maizah, it's, it's detrimental. Um, 
Sometimes the husband will say to two people, You tell this guy to write the get, tell Shimon and Levi to sign it. But they don't want to embarrass the cipher. We're concerned. They'll have him give one of the signatures. And the husband, uh, the husband never asked for this, therefore it's a puzzle get. So Rabbi Yaisi holds that even when the husband gives authority to a messenger, to appoint somebody else as well, you can't do that. Even if the husband tells the first guy to appoint that guy, we're still concerned things are going to mess up because he's going to try to. He, he might be too nice. Let's go back to what we said originally, and that is the beginning. Of the Mishnah is Rameir, and the Seifa is Rabbi Yaisi. Rabashi Yomar, Rabashi says we have a little bit of time, so let's try to get all the way to the Mishnah. Rabashi Yomar, Rabashi says Kula Rabbi Yaisi. The entire Mishnah, no, is, don't say the beginning is Rameir, say it was erased. The entire Mishnah is Rabbi Yaisi. Now again, what does Rabbi Yaisi say? Rabbi Yaisi says that words cannot continue to be passed on. So if the husband makes a messenger, that messenger cannot make another messengership. Let me buy, Kamar, and the Mishnah over here is saying, let me buy, which means, let me buy, I don't even need to tell you. If the husband never said, give the get. Yeah, rather what he said is give it, write it, and avada avada. That's what they have to do. Afilu Omar Tanu. Even if the husband said write the get and give the get, lie. They're not allowed to pass on any to the authority to do this to anybody else. I might say they were supposed to do it. Why can't they just ask somebody else to do it? They have the, they're designated. They have the authority to do it. Maybe let once they're designated, let them just pass it on. And certainly if he, if, uh, if he didn't say, go talk to Lebeit uh, Tlosa in front of three people, right? He only spoke to two people. And it's not even necessary to teach you. Where he didn't tell them to pass it on to somebody else. Even if the husband says that these Adem should ask other Adem, Nami Lai, they're still not allowed to appoint other Adam to take their place. Tani Kavasa de Ravashi, we have a Brisa proving, supporting Ravashi. Ksav Seifer Lishma, and this is going to wrap it up. You ready? If somebody writes a get, Lishma, the Chosmo Adam Lishma, and the witnesses sign Lishma, Afa Pisha Kasu, Vachasum, and Asu Lai, even though it's written Lishma, signed Lishma, it's given Lishma, I raise a get bottle, not a valid get, Acha Yishmu, Kailai. Until the husband himself is the one giving us all the instructions. Lishma ain't helping if there's no husband's das and instructions backing it up. Who's the mean Lishma? Anybody. But he's saying here the Shma. The cipher. The cipher. Cipher the Shma means nothing. It's it's the husband that has to be the Shma. Well, the husband has to instruct the cipher to write the get. Lishma means for a specific woman. Right. So you have a cipher that writes a get for a specific woman, and you have Adam that sign on it for a specific woman, and we're going to give it over for a specific woman. But there's no husband backing it up. Right. Yeah. Says the Gemara, so it's possible. It's not a get. That's it. That's it. Why? Because you need to hear the voice of the husband. Say, Yaymar, the cipher, he has to tell the cipher, Ksaif, Ula Adam, Ksaimai. If he's the one who tells everybody to do it, that's the engine that gets everything on the road. Otherwise, they have no power 
to do anything which is a raya to Rav Ashi. Because again, you, it doesn't make a difference if the husband told you to tell him to tell. You need to hear the husband's voice. That's what gets things going. Otherwise, it don't work. Yishmu, what does it mean that they have to hear it? Lafuki the Manda Omar, to exclude the, the Manda Omar who says, Maidar Biasi Baimer Imru. The Biasi will agree that if the husband told the Adim to appoint other Adim, they have the ability to do that. Kailai, what does it mean you have to hear his, his voice? Lafuki mid Ravkana Marav, to exclude Allah of Ravkana Marav, who allowed a husband to give over instructions in writing. Right? Over here you see, it's not enough in writing. If you mamish need to hear the husband's voice in order for it to be valid, we will hold it here, in order for the instructions to be valid, hold it here for today. And Bez Hashem, tomorrow we will learn Daf Ayin Bez, Bez Hashem, Matzei Tishabov at 10 p.m. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, we need so much time to eat. What time is the fast over? Fast is over for me. I wait about 50. Why can't you do it in the afternoon sometimes? Now let it learn. Huh? No learning. No in learning. In the afternoon you could. Yeah, better not. Better not. Better not. Better not.